Hello, movie lovers. It's your girl, Rossi, and I'm here with my co-host, John, Movie Lovers Unite, and we're going to review the movie, Netflix movie, Father Stew, with Mark Wahlberg. So let's check it out. Let's get going. What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? I'm Sitting doing great. John. What's up, John? <laughs> Nothing much. What's up, Rossi? I'm, it's actually a privilege to be on your show for a change. <laughs> and so it's actually different from doing it inside the studio and not me being the uh, commander of my of the ship. But it's right. actually good to be in your hands for tonight for this review. And it's a privilege to be able to do this with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you doing this with me, giving me this opportunity, and sitting with me on my first episode and uh, like I said, guys, we're going to review the movie Father Stew. Let me read a little bit about it so you guys will know what it's about. It's uh, um, Father Stew is a 2022 biographical drama film written and directed by Rosaline Ross in her directorial debut. The film stars Mark Wahlberg, who also produces as Stuart Long. Stuart Long was a, a father who um, actually uh, was born in 1963, 2014. He was a boxer turned Catholic priest suffering from inclusion body my ositis. It's basically, um, it's a bone, a bone disease, right? A muscle. It attacks your muscles. Right. It's kind of, I thought it was kind of similar to like, maybe like Lou Gehrig's disease or something like yes. that. ALS, something like that. That's what I, right. that was like the closest thing I could actually come to, to that conclusion on something like that. But then again, right. I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> right. You know, um, Lou Gehrig, you know, um, I, I don't know if you saw that old film, Brian's song, which it was an NFL player who, um, who they named the, the Lou Gehrig's disease after really sad uh, movie. But yeah, this is what a uh, father Stu has. So um, John, I'll let you start. What did you think about father Stu? Okay. So I'm going to be honest with you about this. So, <laughs> I actually felt like it was like rough going into it because it actually feels like a straight to DVD, straight to Blu-ray kind of release yeah. to it because of the tone of it in the way yeah. that it's actually shot. It's shot like an indie film, but at the same time, it's also shot like a Blu-ray and straight to DVD kind of release because of the fact with the dialogue, the way the thing the thing is actually set up. Right. And you know, I like the introduction of whenever you see Stu, he's over there <laughs> boxing, doing his thing. It's weird to see him with that muscle, uh, that you know that mustache of the handlebar mustache back in those days in the 1970s. Right. But it sets the tone. It sets up who Stu is. He's a fighter. That's all he knows. He right. And that's where he comes from. And also, too, he also likes Elvis as well. And he's and his father goes, yeah, if you keep on eating hamburgers like that, you're going to wind up dying on the toilet, just like your old mom. Right. So, and of course, his uh, father's also played by Mel Gibson. But Absolutely. what did you think, though? The same thing. I mean, just the first 10 minutes of the film, 20 minutes, we'll say. Yeah, I felt like it was definitely a direct-to-DVD film. This is not a movie I would stand in line for, but definitely a Sunday afternoon is that type of movie. I, I liked it, and, and Mark Wahlberg playing this character, I've never seen him play a character like this character where he's really vulnerable, and um, and Mel Gibson, you know? Um, the opening scene, you know, with um, when they showed a little boy um, hit father or Stu as a child in the bedroom. He loved Elvis Presley. This kid was going to be a star. You know, he's a rock star, and um, yeah, I thought it was all right wasn't a bad movie no not at all but right. it definitely does have its problems especially yeah. whenever you're dealing with of course i grew up I'm, i grew up in a small town and everything i still do 
And, you know, it has that small town kind of flavor where basically he's not breaking the rules. And because of the fact that everybody knows who he is, he right. thinks that he can't keep on getting away with the things that he's doing. Right. He's drunk. He's not He's yeah. suffering with alcoholism, cussing and raising hell, giving the townspeople hell. And then all of a sudden, he's all of a sudden he just decides automatically that he's going to move to Hollywood to become an actor. Right. And he does. He he ends up moving to Hollywood. Um, This is a guy that uh, came from a broken home. Um, The family suffered a lot. Uh, he had a little brother named Steven. His brother died um, when he was very young. I think he died at the age of six. And uh, it seems like the family blamed God for it. They were atheists and uh, they want nothing to do with it. Same with Stuart, you know, Stu. Um, he does move to Hollywood and um, he becomes an actor. He, he he gets a couple of gigs. I mean, he doesn't get anything too big, but he does, you know, get uh, that, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm about to bring up. That yeah. a commercial where he does a, it's a mop he's advertising for. Do you remember the the look on his mother's face when she's uh walks away from the TV and hears his voice itching this mop? Yeah, it's like, what the hell is my son doing? Right. He said he got an acting gig and don't have to worry about him, but you can tell the look on her face is, yes. this, my son is desperate and right. he needs help, but he's not going to allow me to help him because he's a fighter and this is what he's going to do. He's just going right. to keep on plowing through it. Right. And you can tell the look of her is like, my son is not okay. Right, right. <laughs> you know, Especially whenever he starts doing the inform commercial, whenever he says, look how easy it glides across the floor. Just get your mop today. Act right. now. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not going to, no, dude, no. (laughs) One thing I give him, you know, um, as an actress, an actor, whatever, he did it though. He went there and I mean, any actor, I tell you, I would kill for uh, something like that right now, okay? So he did, you know, seriously, you know, you you appreciate everything you get, but he did do it. Um, Stu was a very, um, uh, a go-getter and he can talk like a guy that has a truck full of water into buying a cup of water from him. He's that type of guy you just don't say no to him he's um uh yeah he doesn't take no for an answer no and another thing too is let's also talk about the sleaze ball that was trying to make him suck himself make oh my gosh make him go down on him and i'm right you know what though i am glad in a way that they did this with the opposite sex instead of it being about the women who gets harassed because this is the same stuff that happened with brandon frazier and things like that and terry cruz so i'm glad that they're making it hey look it's not just women that are having this sexual misconduct in Hollywood. It's actually right. men too. And Absolutely. I like how uh, Mark just goes on ahead. I like how Stu just go, he goes, oh yeah? You suck on this. He winds up <laughs> right. he, he winds up put, pushing him against the wall and then he knocks over his camera. I want, and he goes, look, I need another camera. I'm thinking to myself, how many cameras did this guy, did other people break? Right. right. The way that he, you know, um, called his uh, secretary and the way he said that, yeah, it makes you think, you know, you've done this before. You know, you just met the right one today. That's all that is. But, mm-hmm. and that looks you know who Stu um was you know um you don't you don't disrespect him um you know he comes from that town that family and uh just a rough around the edges type of guy a good person but rough around the edge um what did you think about when he uh fell in love and met Carmen for the first time in the meat market okay I thought this was funny he's a guy who's like like we said he doesn't take no for an answer right Right. he's and he's over there also too hustling trying to get people do you know people in the entertainment 
entertainment industry, right. stuff like that, trying to get himself known with that. Then he winds up meeting Carmen, and the way he looks at Carmen is just electric. Right. No, no offense to Carmen Electra, but you know, uh, but, <laughs> but no, it was just electric fine because of the way he's looking at her, because of the fact he's like, ooh, I want to get with her. Right. And then I like how the boss goes, well, in order for you to get with her, you have to join the church, and this is where right. she goes to church at. And okay, I'll do that. He goes, right. And you know, stalking is elite is le illegal in all fifty states, right? right? It's just not in your local area or anything. Right, right. He, he doesn't take no for an answer. He goes over to the church, and then he winds up finding out that he just can't act his way through this. He actually yeah. has to work for her respect, not only work for her respect, but also work right. for the respect of the church, which is something I really like uh, with that as well. Yeah. And he can't be as himself around it. And also, too, he's like, "Well, I'm an actor. I can go ahead and act my way through this." Right. And then he finds out quickly about how wrong he actually is. Yeah, I like the fact that he thought he could fake his way through church. I mean, because he doesn't know that he's going to be, you know, uh, spiritually grabbed, you know, and sucked into that church. So it's funny because, uh, you know, he's in the church, the way that he talks, you know, he's cursing in the church, you know, he's still, he's bullshitting his way through. And, you know, that's uh, the pivotal moment when he actually, it hits him. Like, I, I, I think there's something there. I think I found what I was looking for, you know. Right. Right, especially, okay, even though this might be a little bit of the acting part of him or whatever, but whenever right. he's with the kids, he's oh, like, so and, he's, and this is the part that makes me laugh, he goes, so what are you going to give up for Lent? He goes, well, I'm going <laughs> to give up beer. Well, isn't that something you love? And he said, that's true, that's very true. And he goes, my dad gave up porn. <laughs> right, that's right, I love <laughs> and, that part. And he goes, well, you know, your diet also needs to give up sex since porn is part of sex. Right, so, and, and and poor Carmen. <laughs> Poor Carmen's like, I don't want to have this conversation. And it's like, you know, Stu's like, he brought it up. He brought up porn. I was talking about alcohol. But seeing him in that setting with the kids and, and him saying, um, I don't know if you wanted to finish that up, what he ended up telling the kids. Basically, he's just telling the kids, and I'm not going for verbatim, it's basically this. Do not revolve yourself around these things. Otherwise, you're going to be just like him. Right. And that's basically what I liked about it. And then, of course, he winds up getting into that motorcycle accident on that same oh, day. Right. And I'm like, oh, my. Right. Now, that part. Like, yeah. I know I said that this actually feels like a straight to DVD or Blu-ray release, right? But the way they filmed that shot, it felt really horrific. DVD releases and stuff like that, where it doesn't feel realistic. This right. one actually captures that. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. It, you know, I I watched it the first time. The first time I, I watched it, and I'm I'm kind of like this peeking because you know what's going to happen. But it really did look like he got hit by a car, and all. Not only did he get hit, that he ran into a car. He's on his dirt bike or his motorcycle. He all also um, gets ran over by a car that's coming. And the scene where, really quick though, right before that at the bar when he's sitting there, because remember he gave up all this stuff, he's sitting in a bar. The guy that's sitting next to him, you know, that um, the guy that's sitting next to him in a bar with the face that looked like he got burned. How odd was that? The guy was there and, and, and Stu asked the bartender, what's he been drinking? And the bartender says water. He's he's had just water. That was odd to me. But getting back to the accident, he did get he well, did get run over. Go ahead. Let's let's talk about that for a minute here okay. because right. it, it, because there's some light that I wanted to share on that part though. Right. 
Because remember, he said you can only BS yourself through every situation before you wind up getting a wake up call. Right, right. And right. and you know, Stu was just being Stu. He goes, yeah, whatever, buddy. You know, I'm just gonna keep right. on drinking my beer. And at that point, he's not giving up his beer totally or anything like yeah. that. It's like baby steps and progression into that Absolutely. into Absolutely. a story arc. And I like how he's like, oh yeah, sure, buddy, whatever. I got this thing figured out. I'm gonna be good mm. and everything. And he's he's wasted off his butt, and right. that's what, how he get, gets into the accident. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's what I wanted to touch on was you never know who's going to impact you. Absolutely. And make you see the light, even though it, God could be using somebody as a light to actually help you reach that surface. Right. And using them as a vessel, you never know what your life until after that. Right, absolutely. Um, that accident. I think. Uh, I think he decided to become a father, priest, whatever, before that accident. Right, because I mean, the scene where he goes and it, it hits him that you know that's what I want to do. I want to be a father. I want to go to the school, and this is what I want to do with my life. Most parents would be really happy that you know their kid want to do that. Not Stu's mom and dad, by the way. Remember, they're not happy with it because they're atheists. Um, they're pissed because they feel like God took their six-year-old son away, who they named Stephen, which was a name in a Bible. And the dad kind of mentioned that he felt like giving his son such a holy name that he would be protected, you know, that wouldn't happen to his little boy. So they're very angry and they're very angry when they find out that this is what he wants to do. Get back to the accident. The the visual, the vision that he sees, the mother Mary, the the yeah. woman, that was just um like I'm thinking, is he tripping or did that did she come to him? You know, and he lived through that accident. Right. Here's the thing, though. I think that's actually God's calling to him saying, hey, look, there's more to this life than what you're doing and right. the way this world operates. You need to stop what you're doing. You're going to get a second uh, way of life here. Right. Just, you just have to give up everything and follow me. Right. And, you know, I was back going on to the other thing whenever he's in the hospital. And then he looks, then, the you know, Mel Gibson looks at uh, Carmen and he goes, does she know that you're an atheist? She goes, did right. you know he got baptized? He goes, what? <laughs> That's right. He Awkward did get Awkward. That's right. Dad was PO'd because he feels like, why are you giving your life to this mythical person? Why are you why are you doing this? Basically, you know what he did to us, you know. They just cannot accept that. And he had a horrible dad. His dad, you know, was just a horrible, angry. I mean, it, an example, you know, Stu calls his dad Bill, not dad, Bill, you know. So that's just to give you a little, you know, background on the life that he came from. For sure. And, you know, then we go on ahead and we wind up seeing this other thing being played out with them, especially whenever Carmen winds up sitting on the bed with him. This is after he gets out of the hospital. And that was a speedy recovery, by the way. There was oh, my nothing. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> there was no therapy. There was nothing. It was like, <laughs> They showed like, none of that. Because I was thinking, okay, we're going to get some therapy out of this. Right. And it's going to go through his whole entire transformation right. of him walking and trying right. to be the, be the right calling to serve God. But right. instead, it goes from him being run over him in the hospital hospital doing x-rays and then bam now we're right. in a couple of months later and basically him and carmen uh he's kind of depressed or whatever right. because of the condition that he's in and because he's still sore i believe right. and carmen winds up sleeping with him and the next thing you know he felt bad because of the fact that he sinned against god for that That's and then right. he winds up confessing that sin over to the priest because right. well you know it's good fruit <laughs> for you to do that <laughs> well, he, the, the the fact that he doesn't know how things go he's not good with uh, how to approach a situation when he goes and talk and, and does his confessional, you know, he's, he's, you know, 
basically, you know, bullshitting with the, the, the father, you know, and, and, and kind of loud and, you know, the father's letting them know, you know, well, everyone can kind of hear your confession. You might want to whisper a little bit and tell me, but that's who he was. And I like the fact that even though he wanted to be with the church and preach, he is, he still was him, you know? And I think that, um, as we'll see later on in a film, it made it easier for people to, listen to him because um, he did get turned down at first. The church did, you know, they did not accept his application. Um, he, being him, he shows up at the what, archdiocese office and, mm -hmm. you know, um, lets them know, no, this is, I want this. And and they allow him in. He starts school. He has to room with what he would consider, I think, his arch nemesis. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he had to, you know, uh, bunk with him. And this is, a uh, they never got along throughout the whole film. He could not stand this guy. And I think the guy was kind of interested in Carmen and um or maybe protective over Carmen and that's why he and Stu didn't get along what do, what well, do you think about that with that I thought of it like this it's like dude you're trying to be in the middle of two things you either you're in or you're out you cannot right. play both fields here if you want to be with Carmen be with Carmen but if you want right. to be with us you have to put that aside and put right. away your thing so it's you can't he's trying to play two sides of the fence and you can't do that when you're serving God or anything like that either right. you're all in or you're out right there is no middle ground and that's basically why he was so much basically being a pain in the butt with Stu it wasn't because of the fact that you know he was being a douchebag or anything it's right maybe maybe the way that uh Stu was teaching stuff maybe but as far as stuff with Carmen I just looked at him as the fact that you know you're trying to be a priest but you're also trying to be someone that isn't a priest right you need to draw the line between the two you can't you have to make your decision and that's what right. I felt like with that okay uh, all right to be honest with you yeah he was a little bit of a douchebag but then he winds up slowly progressively starting to get used to Stu, especially yes. whenever he starts having the ALS yes. uh, thing inside the prison, which was my, one of my favorite parts in the movie yeah, though too right right yeah they um he and uh, the the roommate that he had um once the pr disease uh started to really take a hold of Stu, he couldn't walk anymore he had to use like uh the crutches or whatever you call them he had to use canes basically to assist him to walk and there's this really um really great scene great scene um when they go to the prison and of course you know they get there and the other guy is totally opposite of Stu. he's very uh straight lace um by the book type of guy so he goes there they're gonna you know talk to the inmates and all and the inmates are being you know smart asses and you know uh the dude couldn't deal with it they weren't feeling him so Stu gives this great mini sermon and kind of opens up their eyes, you know, and, and, you know, making them realize, you know, you call your mom and you're depressing her when you call her from here. You're, you're a woman. You're doing the same thing. Your kids are getting in fights at school. There's nothing you can do, but God will always be here. You can always call on him. He's always with you. And I loved how they showed the one inmate just kind of the one that was being a smart ass kind of hits them like, you know, truth. Right. Because Stu was just uh, being real with them. Because yeah. Here's the thing. Whenever the guy opens up, which is the douchebag that uh, he's always having problems with, he goes, uh, you're walking through a black valley. He goes, why does it have to be black? And da 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 right, da right. And then that's when Stu go, winds up breaking it down to him. Like this, your woman's probably banging somebody right now. Right, right. You know? and, right. Like, and, uh, you know, and here you are making wise cracks. I'm not going to go on ahead and repeat what you said because what you right, said was right. actually right, right back. But, you know, it's like, well, damn, I'm, I'm stuck here behind these bars because of the choices that I've made. Right. And I'm going to be depressing everybody with my problems whenever they probably have bigger problems outside of this cell right. than what I do. Right. And God, and you can always lean on God. So I actually like that whole entire Absolutely. scene. That scene to me stood out through the whole entire film to be yes. honest with you. Um, also too, Carmen was also not taken likely either whenever right. she found out that Stu 
wanted to be a priest. She's like, right. wait, 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 wait. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> we just got done making love, and, <laughs> right. and, and now here you are wanting to be a priest. It's like right. that's where she gave it up. It's like, right. oh, I want to be a priest. And, but, and it was sad because there, you know, she he wants to tell her, you know, this is what I'm gonna do, and you know, she sadly thinks that he brought her out to the restaurant to propose to her, which I thought he was gonna do, and it it broke her heart because, like she said, you know, you can never get married we can never be together like and do you know being you know knowing where he wants to go yeah he understands that but he really like god really you know interfered in his life in a great way because it seems like he was always searching for something you know and finally he searched he found someone that accepts him wholeheartedly you know so he went you know, he, he did that, you know, he became, you know, a father. It happened for him. Talk exactly. about when they, um, what'd you think about them taking that away from him, though? I, I can understand them why they would do that because of the fact that they would feel liable for anything that happened. Yeah. And you can definitely tell the main father didn't oh, want to do it. Right. But he understands the, there's always politics in anything you do Absolutely. and everything yes. you do. Yes. And he's like, wait, this has nothing to do with you and I. Th there's, there's a bigger picture here. Right. It's because of the fact that our governor or whoever's in charge of here this is not allowing me to do this because of the fact they see me as a risk and therefore they're not going to give us any money because of, because of right. my condition right so therefore you have to go on ahead and bow me out of here so right and then at that point you know it's heartbreaking because yeah. do all this time all he wanted was to be accepted and to right. be in this priesthood right and what sucks is he had this life going for him where basically he got to play basketball with the priest he got to live right. the uh, be honest with you he got to live the best life that he could possibly get as a priest before he right. had the als Right. Yes. Um, and with the ALS, you know, being that it was something horrible because, you know, all his motor skills are eventually it's, it's they're going to go. They're not, you know, so. But the weird thing about it is the ALS brought his family together. Dad decided to go to AA, stop drinking. Uh, he and the mom got together together. Actually, uh, you know, when they told Stu he couldn't he could no longer, you know, um, be in the priesthood. Um, he ended up, you know, moving in with his dad or his dad moved in with him. They became really close. Um, yeah, I, 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 I cried uh, a few times during this film because it's really um, heartbreaking, you know, especially when he couldn't do what he wanted to do anymore in the scene where he's in the church and just crawled up, you know, and it's laying underneath the uh, Virgin Mary. And, you know, they had to call him for them, that the dad to come and get him out that church. But um, it, it did bring the family together. It did. It brought the family together. But I also like the transformation of his body because oh, one minute we yeah. see him getting baptized and it's he's got abs. This guy's right. ripped like a boxer. is like, how you doing? Right, and then, right. <laughs> and then that's why Carmen wanted to go ahead and tap that before he was a priest. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, but yeah. Then, you know, after, uh, the, then you see the fact that what your body does to you, if you're just yeah. sitting on a wheelchair, being confined to a wheelchair because of your condition, you start gaining weight and then right. you can't do anything for yourself. And then the father has to go ahead and his own father has to lift him up off the toilet and help right. him to the toilet. He goes, well, you're just like your role model that you wanted to be. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And that's one thing about this movie. There's a lot of, you know, little bits of comedy in this film, you know, and, you know, speaking of the transformation, you know, to see Mark Wahlberg, you know, 
go through that transformation in this film was awesome. I've never seen him like that ever. And he did a really good job. So just to see that his acting in this film, it's worth, you know, watching, you know, it is absolutely. definitely worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll wrap it up with, um, you know, um, you know, the father, uh, is taking you to the church, you know, um, and, uh, the truck breaks down. So, you know, they have to, you know, put Stu in his wheelchair, get him to church so he can be there on time. And, uh, Stu's kind of wondering, you know, why, why, why is dad putting on his tie? You know, and the dad mentions, you know, the last time he wore that tie is when his son died after, you know, went to a funeral, but, um, actually they had reversed the decision, the priesthood, and allowed him to continue um, and to be become a priest. And he did that. And um, the ALS uh, really took a hold of his, of his body, and he ended up in a nursing home. He winds up in the nursing home, and then he dies at age 50. Which yes. I, and it's unbelievable how many people would actually just go over there to see Father Stu, just yeah. to seek for forgiveness and just sit with him and talk with him, which I thought yeah. was fantastic and awesome. Right. But going off the narrative of what you were talking about, I like how he goes, oh, so you brought Carmen here? You think we're going to get married now? Right, right. Because, well, right. because, well, somebody needs to change her ass. Right. He goes, right. <laughs> because I can't be doing it all the time. Right. So he thinks he's getting is... married to, to, right. to Carmen. And I thought, I thought yeah, I, I did too, because she was in the white dress. And, and I thought, well, awesome. Okay, he's not a priest anymore. He can he can go and do this. And little do you know, when he goes into church, you know, his the main priest is there and they let him know, you know, you're reinstated, you know, we, we they're going to allow you to go ahead and, and um, finish up, be a priest, you know, and that was, I cried during that scene. I'm just like crocodile tears. It's so sad and happy at the same time. And, you know, like we said, he um, finishes his life in a nursing home and, um, What'd you think about the film when they showed the the real guy, the real Father Stu? Okay, so I didn't start shedding tears until I actually saw the real Father Stu. <laughs> okay. Whenever yeah, I okay. saw him, I'm like, yeah. this guy, you can definitely tell that there was something powerful and moving inside of him, that, that yes. Holy Spirit. Yes. And once that Holy Spirit has a hold of you, you're going places that you never thought you could actually Absolutely. go. Absolutely. And it's just so moving and so powerful on how much light because here's the thing, I don't want to get into my, I'm a Christian, but in order for, but here's the thing though, you have to be salt and light for everybody to see. If your light is dimmed at all times and you're a Christian, that, that dimness is not going to brighten anybody's soul. It's not going to do exactly. anything. Right. And the devil loves for people just to be babes, just to right. be babies. Right. And that's how they get, that's how Satan gets you. Right. And everybody's thinking that Satan is just this little man in a little cape and right. everything and stuff like right. that. But no, he right. comes in different formats, alcohol. Absolutely. Do. Right. It comes in different formats of whatever you're tempted with. And right. I think that Father Stu is a fantastic priest. I'm thinking that he is fantastic at touching other people's souls and being that salt and light and that beacon for other people. Right, right. I, I agree with you. Um, I like how at the end of the movie they show pictures of the actual Father Stu um, the interview that he did, you know, they played that interview and yeah, I, I, like I said, I cried. This was, um, this wasn't a bad movie. It's worth checking out, you know, to see Mark Wahlberg's, um, performance in this film and just, you know, it, it may touch someone, you know, it may talk to you. It may actually talk to you and may find inspiration and right. also too might actually may, maybe even question your own abilities as to what you believe in right? as well. So right. it may touch some people in that kind of that, uh, aspect as well so right you know the first 20 minutes it's kind of rough but once you get past the first 20 minute mark you're gonna like this movie i promise you that 
absolutely I had a good time watching it absolutely i did too um it was a uh, end up being a good movie i enjoyed it and like i said if you're free on a sunday or you're poor this is one to put on and just check it out and check out mark Wahlberg's performance exactly all right well thank you movie lovers for joining uh john and i joining me on my first uh show my first episode and i look forward to being back on thursdays with you all well guys please like subscribe um if you want to reach out to us you can reach out to movie lovers unite at gmail.com you can also reach out to me um, rossytalks at gmail.com all right guys we will see you <laughs>